Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of God. Hello, this is Rick and welcome to the Presence Podcast. You are here for episode number 24, year number two. The echo in the background means that I am recording this from my classroom. It is Friday morning, but I am here talking about Thursday, yesterday, and uh, it's not lunchtime. It's actually about 9.17, bell rings at 9.29, so I've got 12 minutes to wrap this up, so I'm going to keep it short. I'm glad that you are with me wherever and whenever you are as I share with you how I kept my eyes, my ears, and my soul open yesterday to experience the presence of God. Now, I'm thinking a lot these days about two related things. One is stories in general. I'm teaching my students about the creation stories, and we are exploring a quote that I'm actually looking at on my board right now. I need to erase it before the next class comes in. It's a quote that I have the students memorize. Every story is true, and that's capital T-R-U-E, all four letters are capitalized. Every story is true. Some of them actually happened exactly as they are written or told. Now, what I mean by that quote is that there are different kinds of truth when we are talking about stories. There is literal, factual, actual happenings, things that happened within time and space. And there are stories that we call fiction, not true, so to speak, but I would say they're not true, lowercase t, true, but they are definitely, if they are a resonant, long-lasting, powerful story, capital T-R-U-E. So there is a deeper or a bigger truth that is in the story. And it's a story that whether or not the characters actually ever lived on earth in history doesn't really matter. What matters is the deeper learning, the deeper truths about humanity, about God, about relationships, about the world, and so forth, that the story tells. And this is why myth is so important, because we know that myths are not actual, literal retellings of an event, like the creation of the world, but, or really yet, they are definitely stories with a deeper truth in the sense that they tell us so much about the people and the people's understanding of creation and the world and how things work and the origin and where everything came from. So that's their value. And that's the value that I want to point out as we start to talk about the Genesis creation stories. I also have another story on my mind, and I'm actually kind of excited about reaching, for now, the conclusion of this story. And that story is the TV show, HBO show, Westworld. Now, I'm a little bit behind little Johnny come lately with Westworld because 
I didn't watch it when it was being broadcast. Season one was a few years ago, I think in 2016. Season two uh, broadcast back in the um, 2018, back in like June, July-ish time. Um, and I really, over Christmas break, I zipped through the first season, just watched those pretty much back to back to back. But the second season, which I've been watching since Christmas, I've been watching an episode, and there's only 10 episodes per season, and then listening to podcasts about it and listening and, and thinking and reflecting on, on the story and the interpretation and explanation and theorizing that the um, podcasters get into. And I'm not really wanting to talk about Westworld itself on this particular episode. I want to finish it. I want to see how the second season concludes. And I do plan to do that this weekend. So tonight, maybe, or tomorrow, or over the weekend. But I want to talk after the break here in a moment about narratives and how they fit into Westworld and how I experience God's presence in the midst of a way that Westworld understands and um, demonstrates narratives. So please stay with me through the break and we will pick up after that. So thank you for staying with me through the break. So I do want to say I'm not going to give away any Westworld spoilers here. I highly recommend you watch the show. It is violent, especially in season one. There's some nudity, not a lot of sex, but a bit of nudity. Because um, they are showing the robots as they are fixing them. And a lot of times they're um, unclothed in, that, um, in those scenes. So, very briefly, the plot is that there is a theme park that is somewhere in the world, we don't really know, at some point in the future, again, not really how far from the present, but it has a Western theme, and it is populated with hosts who are robots, and guests, very wealthy guests, of course, come and interact in a, in a, um, a very engaging, all-consuming, immersive way with these robot hosts. Now, the robot hosts are programmed with narratives, stories, including backstories. And each of the robots has a loop, a narrative loop that it engages in. And that's really where the story starts, is you get to know a number of characters and you see through the very interesting and um, thoughtful storytelling of the creators of the show, Westworld, how these different characters have these particular narratives. And sometimes guests coming to the park will enter into the characters' narratives and the characters' narratives, the characters, again, meaning the host, their narratives will shift and change. And there is this sense, again, that they are in these patterns, these stories that are, are broad. Their stories are broad. But there's one particular character you meet very early on, this character named Dolores, and she, um, part of her story, her narrative, her loop, is she drops a, a can of something from a saddlebag, and a character picks that up, whether it's a host picking that up, or a guest 
entering into that narrative, and that's how they meet, how somebody interacts and meets with Dolores. So that's like a key moment in her narrative. So how does this relate to my experience of God? Well, at one point in the show, early in the show, you, you, there's the creator of Westworld and these robots um, is a prominent character. And there's those who, the, the, one of the themes of the show, one of the big truths that the show explores is free will and really what are the differences between human beings and these hosts. And um, at one point there's a, a discussion of, of, of the employees and, and you do see behind the scenes and, and how all of this works and the employees and, and, and so forth. They're kind of talking about, well, you know, these, these robots, these hosts are on these narratives, they're on these narrative loops. So they don't have freedom. But I think the creator character, the human who's the creator of all of this, he says, well, human beings are on those loops too. We have routines, we feel comfortable, and we choose our loops, as opposed to, again, the host having their loops chosen for them. And I thought that was really an interesting insight. And I, I think about my own day and how I do go through these patterns, especially getting out of the door in the morning. You know, it's almost within a few minutes each weekday, each workday, that I'm doing the same thing. And that's, I think, true for many, many people who have schedules. And traffic even adjusts. You know, many places, if you're five minutes late, the traffic's going to be different, you know, um, very different, perhaps. And, um, you know, we live on those loops. The church year, the church calendar is a loop in many ways. We are in ordinary time and the first week or second week, which we're ending, it was the start of Jesus's ministry. And this coming week, we're going to see another story at the start. And each year we loop through the same stories and the same pattern. We even call this time ordinary time, which sometimes people think is like boring time, but it's actually ordinal or counting time. So God is present, I think, in those loops. Because even though we're doing the same thing every day in many cases, or very similar, there are differences. The key is, can we spot those differences? Can we see God in those differences? So how about you? What are those loops in your life? And where do you see God in the midst of them? Got to wrap up. The bell's about to ring. There it is, actually. Thank you so much for listening. Blessings and peace. Peace.